My name is Ben Greenfield, and on this episode of the Ben Greenfield Life Podcast. We know that people in the developed world have higher rates of cancer than in the underdeveloped world, and that may be an issue of simply reporting. We, we just don't know. Something is causing this, but the trends have already been present in the past, so the younger population is involved more, more so. Fitness, nutrition, biohacking longevity, life optimization, spirituality, and a whole lot more. Welcome to the Ben Greenfield Life Show. Are you ready to hack your life? Let's do this. All right, folks, everything you need to know about colon cancer and cancer in general, early detection methods, preventive remedies, cutting edge medical treatments, and a whole lot more with a Repeat guest now, Dr. Avi Herskovitz of Onatara Medicine in San Francisco. Pretty cutting-edge facility that does all sorts of molecular, immunological, and genomic treatments for inflammation, for cell injury, autoimmunity, heart failure, myocarditis, cancer, you name it. They have a ton of experience. They work with some of the Bay Area's top biohackers, celebrity actors, a longevity enthusiast, and Avi Herskovich is just a wealth of information, just an OG of functional medicine. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. Show notes are going to be at bengreenfieldlife.com forward slash cancer episode. All right, here we go. Recorded straight from Avi's clinic, and there's going to be quite a bit of extra video content that you can tune into also at bengreenfieldlife.com slash cancer episode. If you're in your 30s, or anywhere beyond, you got to start eliminating senescent cells in your body. These are the so-called zombie cells that make you feel old before it's time to feel old. They linger in your body after their useful function, hence their name zombie cells, wasting energy and precious nutrition and leading to so many middle-aged symptoms like low energy, brain fog, slow workout recovery, and joint discomfort. But luckily, you can nuke these senescent cells. There are a bunch of different newly discovered plant-derived ingredients that when expertly combined can help to reduce senescent cells. And the folks at Neurohacker have cracked the code on putting them all together into a fantastic product called Qualia Senolytic. Qualia Senolytic. Now, this could be one of the biggest aging breakthroughs of the decade based on what we know about senescent cells. It could take years off how old you feel in just months. And you only use it twice a month, six capsules twice a month. Super simple. I'm actually on my cycle right now. I just took six this morning. I'll take six tomorrow morning. Then I set it and forget it for a month, nuking my senescent cells and feeling younger in the process. So if you're sick of feeling old before your time, try, try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash Ben Seno, S-E-N-O, neurohacker.com slash Ben Seno, Backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee and that code Ben Senna will give you an additional 15% off at neurohacker.com forward slash Ben Senna. All right, so uh, I've been putting something in my, my morning coffee slash mushroom tea slash whatever other blend that I might be mixing with a latte frother. I love my little nice foamy brew. And then I go into my office and I do some light therapy and get some emails cranked out. Anyways... For the longest time, I put salt in my coffee, and I've started to use something different because this fantastic electrolyte company, they're called LMNT, you've probably heard of them, they've got chocolate flavors, and it's really good mixed into anything hot, any kind of hot beverage. kind of tastes like 
I don't know, not that great mixed in the water. They've got other flavors that are good in water, like watermelon and citrus. Their citrus is actually great in a margarita too, by the way. But they've got these others that are just great for like a warm holiday drink. I can't wait till eggnog rolls around that I can throw their chocolate chai into. They get a new chocolate raspberry. Their chocolate mint is refreshingly good. You can just put that alone in hot water and actually tastes pretty good, surprisingly enough. Or maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. But I'm keeping my electrolyte levels topped off. They've got the exact ratios that you need. They design this stuff uh, very, very intelligently as far as replacing the electrolytes that you lose through sweat, through sauna, through exercise, etc. And did I mention it makes a dynamite, no sugar margarita or mocktail. So anyways, you get a deal from LMNT. And here's how. You go to drinklmnt.com slash Ben Greenfield. Drinklmnt.com slash Ben Greenfield. You get a free gift with your purchase, a free LMNT sample pack with any order. No questions asked, refunds. You can try it totally risk-free. They'll send you a new box and refund it immediately if you want to try different flavors or anything like that. But try out these new uh, chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry flavors in their chocolate medley. They're amazing. So drinklmnt.com slash Ben Greenfield is where you go. All right, I'm going to teach you a good new long word today. The glycocalyx, glycocalyx, glycocalyx. That's the micro-thin inner lining of all 60,000 miles of blood vessels in your body. It protects your entire vascular system. It's called the endothelial glycocalyx. The endothelial glycocalyx is so important for all of these 60,000 miles of blood vessels. They support every single organ and system in your body. And that glycocalyx, the inner lining of your blood vessels, is a key element along with something else called nitric oxide of a healthy vascular system. Now, I care a lot about my heart. I've been taking a deep dive into the type of things you can do to support your heart. And I recently added two things into my, my regimen for caring for my heart. One is a complete glycocalyx support. It's made by this company called Calroy. It supports the entire fragile inner lining of my entire vascular system with just three capsules a day is what I use. You could use one, two, I, I take three because I'm an overachiever. So that stuff's called the Arterocell HP, Arterocell HP. And then they've got breakthrough nitric oxide support. I just take the nitric oxide at the same time, up to 24 hours of nitric oxide production, which by the way is fantastic for sexual performance as well as heart health. That stuff's called Vasconox. That's the nitric oxide support. But all you need to know is it's made by this company called Calroy. Calroy. And, and again, I've been looking at a lot of the stuff that you could take to support your heart. I want to do it naturally. And uh, this is what I've found as the best of the best solution. You get a 20% discount when you bundle a three-month supply of these two together. right? So you get three bottles of the Arterocell and three bottles of the Vasconox. One for the glycocalyx, one for the nitric oxide. Boom, boom, done. So here's how you do it. You go to calroy.com slash Ben, C-A-L-R-O-Y.com slash Ben, calroy.com slash Ben. Save 20% when you bundle a three-month supply of their Arturosil and Vasconox. Check it out. They're amazing products. Well, Avi, it is good to see you. It's good to be back in San Francisco. Same here. We have, uh, we've, we've podcasted now, well, twice even though our last podcast was so big and long and hairy and audacious we split it into a two-parter and by the way for those of you listening in i'll, I'll link to all of uh, the podcasts i've done with avi uh, if you go to bengreenfieldlife.com forward slash cancer episode bengreenfieldlife.com forward slash cancer episode and indeed, like we've talked about all sorts of stuff in the past, Avi, like constitutional assessments, right. which is how you first met me eating a giant pork shop that was not <laughs> conducive to my constitutional assessment. And then you fed me through the fire hose about that. And I learned a ton 
Uh, we've talked about advanced blood and biomarker testing and nerve blocks and joint treatments and stem cells. Uh, but, but this whole idea of cancer is something that you and I haven't taken much of a deep dive into besides, uh, briefly talking about these, these biopsies, these liquid biopsies, which I, I think we'll talk about a little today. Uh, but you know, I've, I've been very interested in, in cancer for a couple of reasons uh, and, and I'll have a chance to fill you in here. But one reason is that, um, it seems to me like I've been reading a lot of articles, a lot of news reports that people are are getting cancer with increasing frequency, often at younger ages. I doubt that it's just we have better detection methods and people are just catching things earlier. But why is it that cancer seems to be on the rise across the board? Uh, well, uh, I think you're. I agree that there's data sifting in now uh, because now we can look at data from 2022 Okay. You know, a year behind, of course. There's no data yet for 2023. Um, with a trend that predated COVID of getting certain types of cancers in younger populations. Mm -hmm. So cancer used to be, aside from leukemias and certain other cancers, was a disease of the aged with spectacular rises after the age of 75 and in incidence rates. But... Now, the group that seems to be targeted disproportionately is the 40 to 49 years. 40 to 40. So when you say young, we're not talking like 18-year-olds getting cancer, but people no. 40 to 49, remarkably younger than this 75-plus we've seen in the past. Right. I mean, I mean, it starts rising after 60, traditionally, but now... 30 to 40 and or 30 to 49 is is being hit harder. Uh, that's what the oncologists that you can talk to for anecdotal information about that they're seeing very large rises. And the more provocative thing is that these are late stage cancers. Meaning so, that they so, have been developing for a long period of time or an accelerated oh an acceleration oh, of that faster phase. okay yeah, an acceleration of that huh. phase so just a quick anecdote and anecdotes are just not worth their weight in gold obviously but they they do heighten your awareness when you have serial studies in the same person um which we we're seeing now for the first time people with negative pet ct scans or negative mris but good, solid imaging uh, for a tumor in one location, let's yeah. say a colon, uh, looking at the liver in, in May and looking at the, the liver six weeks later in late June, yeah. showing multiple metastases in the liver. So, with, so a, with like a PET scan? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, a PET CT. So you're seeing yeah. it uh, in one study it's negative and the other study is positive, but only six weeks has gone by. And you know that it was there before, but it was too small to, to see. Right. But, but to, to go to have a six-week, uh, a, a mass that's six weeks, that, that you're looking at for six weeks, only after six weeks, where you can see it at probably two or three millimeters, now at 10 millimeters, is spectacularly aggressive. I mean, it's this yeah. is this is yeah. mutating. Uh, this is uh, excel. This is a very accelerated thing. So even in young people, yes, we're seeing that. Yes, yeah, we've seen it in in, in all age groups 
of folks that coming in with later stage disease. So something is causing this, but the trends have, have already been present in the past. So the younger population is involved more, more so breast, lung, colon, the three most, so lung is the yeah. most common uh, okay. cancer in the United States, then, then colon is second. But and, happening in younger people. And just to address the elephant in the room, this is not because people at younger and younger ages are out getting PET scans and MRIs because, you know, Tony Robbins is championing the benefits of a full body MRI and all the biohacking and anti aging enthusiasts got to go off and get their advanced, you know, CT angiographies and everything. It's not a matter of us testing younger people. You think there's actually something going on causing cancer at a younger age. Right. Well, it's very unlikely that that's the reason. So, okay. and and during the pandemic, the first year of the pandemic in 2020, 2021, there was a decrease in cancer incidence. And that was because we weren't identifying people in, in a timely fashion. People just like weren't going to the hospital. They weren't going tests. to the hospital. They weren't okay. getting screening tests. So yeah. we lost a lot of the folks with huh. earlier cancers at yeah. that point. Yeah. And then in 2022, it's now back to pre-pandemic levels. So, yeah. so that's one one message. At the same time, there are entities now that'll that'll do whole body MRIs specifically to find that lesion that's early yeah. somewhere in your body, some 200 plus cancers that they can identify. And we've seen a case like that, but one case out of out of hundreds of cases you need to to follow in that particular fashion is very inefficient okay to take these screening tests willy-nilly and we'll talk about that even when you're you're concerned about cancer and you look at these tests uh, we'll go over the the different findings with the tests but it's unlikely okay so the the elephant in the in the room is also what is the impact of COVID and what is the impact of vaccination on this trend that already was accelerated? Yeah, well, how do you even know? Because you have the COVID pandemic, but it sounds like the trend was already accelerated. We have vaccinations, which have been around for a long time. We have some new ones, but then there is, of course, stress and emotional processing, which yes. I know has a very large correlation. I just got done with a book called Anti-Cancer Living, which is all about how human connectivity or the absence of it and loneliness is one of the biggest contributing factors to onset of cancer or even uh, poor cancer survival. We've got, you know, you go back and read books that kind of get an eyebrow raised at them like the electric rainbow that talks about increased incidences of chronic diseases with response to excess exposure to Wi-Fi and electromagnetic right. radiation and radio frequencies and cell towers. We have ultra processed food and toxins in the, in the food supply. I just interviewed a guy last week who talked about uh, pesticide companies creating small short chain peptides that replicate cone snail venom, cobra venom, and scorpion venom, and that these venoms may cause a steep rise in the incidence of cancer. Is it like a cluster of a bunch of things you think, or or, is that a crazy idea? My hypothesis when I first opened up uh, this clinic, Anatara Medicine in San Francisco, about a dozen years or so ago, was that our area under the curve of these individual risks is now taking a transformational shift and putting us into much higher risks than we had before. Um, It's an area under the curve. So it's multiple factors always, as you know, all the different factors you just cited and many, many more 
um, with, with, with both specific cancers as well as, as others. Well, we do know, let's just take it from the top, okay? Okay. What do we know? We know that people in the developed world have uh, higher rates of cancer than in the underdeveloped world. And that may be an issue of simply reporting. We, we just don't know. Yeah. Now, in the countries that do report well, uh, and, and there are Latin American countries that do that and African countries that do that, it tends to be still higher in the developed world. Undeveloped countries that report well still have lower incidences of cancer than developed yes, countries. Yes, they have that specific some, they have regional cancers, yeah. you know, but but um overall as a general trend there's one thing about the way we live versus the way they live that it has to be taken into account. So of course there's many different factors and we'll talk about each of them. And then in the United States and then when you say well what's going on in the United States? Well, the United States ranks in the top 10-15% of all nations with cancer rates, but not as much as Germany and not as much as uh, Czechoslovakia is like not the number one and number two is Australia for some reason hmm. that, you know, so are people in Czechoslovakia drinking more alcohol? Are the Australians drinking more alcohol? Are they, are they exposed to some specific regional toxins that we're not mm -hmm. aware of? Um, they're not less... They're not more sedentary than we are. You know, yeah. Certain things are, are clear. They're eating the same food as we are, maybe even a better food supply than we are. So there are multiple factors going on. But why has lung cancer, for example, still the number one cancer worldwide, even in places that don't have high smoking rates anymore? So we've reduced smoking rates and actually alcohol rates in France and Italy are going down, yeah. but um, although air pollution is still a pretty hefty so, so issue, that, so and, that's, and, and a, a, a growing issue so as well, you, you're yeah. left with the area under the curve that yeah. something else has supplanted what yeah. was exposed by smoking, and now you remove the smoking from the equation, and you still have you still have it because mm -hmm. the rates of air pollution over and the rates of inflammatory states in the lung that we're constantly inflammatory yeah interacting and, with the pollution and when you say smoking has decreased at the same time we've seen a concomitant increase in vaping of yes. nicotine and cannabis and from what i understand that's that at this point is dwarfing the rate of decrease of cigarette smoking that's so correct that so too. that people that sucking way, down polyethylene glycol all day that's true, and that's that's a disaster in the making uh, because again, the exposure to environmental toxins and food toxins and oncogenes and viruses and so on. So when you when you say, I want to see what the area under the curve is, well, I I have to know that on an individual basis. I, yeah. I, I can. Um, which is, we're not talking about epidemiology now. We're talking about natural history. Natural history of cancers we know are affected by the inflammasome, this inflammatory cascade that's generally much more pro-inflammatory today than it was 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. we, we understand that to be a fact. The inflammasome. So this is the pro-inflammatory signaling. So this is so when I first uh, be, became immunologically trained, we had you know three, four cytokines that we knew about. <laughs> Uh, TNF-alpha, IL-1, IL-2. Those are inflammatory alpha. molecules. The, these, these are cytokines. cytokines that talk, communicate. So generally speaking, you'd say certain ones are 
modulatory, like interferons are modulatory, and certain ones are pro-inflammatory. The, the one that's probably the most commonly known uh, are TNF-alpha and, and the IL-1 IL and IL-2 receptors. But you need them to exist. I mean, they're not bad. They're just constantly activated. So when you study this today versus, and now we have, we know that the cascade is about 300 of these communicating molecules. It's these not, inflammatory it's, molecules. These signaling molecules that some tend towards, most of them t tend towards inflammation. Inflammation repair overlap, so many of them are useful in, in repair. Um, many tend you to autoimmunity. Many tend you to, to al allergic phenomenon, but they're all in a cascade. No supercomputer today can figure out any. If you measure all 300 in a person, no one's going to be able to figure out the puzzle at this particular point in time. But we know that the overall inflammatory state is now pretty secured in the population. You know that if you go out drinking um, and eating junk food the next morning you're inflammatory mm -hmm. period yeah now you can measure it with the basic 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 stuff like c-reactive protein yeah because it's an acute phase reactant it'll go yeah. up you know but or it qualitative measurements like how long you lay in bed watching netflix when you wake up because right. everything just feels too hard right yeah. <laughs> and and it has total body effects we know mm -hmm. that uh if you if you're sensitive to it the reason you feel crummy is because uh, a lot, of, a lot of that is because of these inflammatory signaling molecules mm -hmm. give you a touch of the flu, even though you don't have fever, you don't have a virus. Yeah. It just the, it feels the same way. Your fatigue feels the same way. It's just not as extreme as it is when you're. And, when you and have so, a what you're saying is that you have, because I know you do, and we talked about this in our lab, last podcast, a much more comprehensive series of inflammatory marker measurements than you right. might get on the average blood test. You're saying that an increase in those inflammatory markers is something that has risen in correlation to this rise in cancer? Yes. And but, that could be due to some of the other things we talked about. Toxins, electromagnetic soup, ultra-processed foods and ingredients, right. animal venoms, uh, poor emotions and lifestyle and stress, etc. Like any of those things could cause a rise. Right. But I, the reason I bring it up today, because we're talking about cancer, is I uh -huh. think that that aspect of things is not discussed in depth as it should be because it, it's, yeah. you know, everyone, oh, I know that uh, I'm eating ultra-processed foods and the chemicals, they're bad for me. I understand that. But uh, but it's okay that I, my, my doctor said my C-reactive protein is 5 or 4 and the, the upper limit is 3, but we want everybody to have it less than 1 or less than 0.1. I mean, it should be 0, Yeah. period. And that, Unless you, you just it, got done with a workout. Yes, yeah. but 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 by the next morning, right. you should be back to baseline. So when you're running around with the inflammasome activated in a pro-inflammatory way, that's what inflammasome means. It's this pro-inflammatory. Yeah. Inflammatory cascade is good and bad. You need you need it both. You need you need it to survive. You can't yeah. you can't exist only on antioxidants. Yeah, but why why is because. Because, like, obviously, if you exercise, right. you know me, like, I'm that's my jam. Like, that my, my business is exercise right. science and fitness to a great extent. You create inflammation. Um, you know, arguably, even if you do a hefty sauna session or something like that, you could create hyperthermia-based inflammation. Um, but it, you don't see people who 
exercise frequently or lift weights, it seems at least getting cancer at as high a rate as someone who develops inflammation from, right. say, a toxic lifestyle, ultra-processed food. So it, there must be a certain flavor of inflammation or a certain environment in which the inflammation takes place that would cause the rise in cancer. Yeah? That's correct. So inf- inflammation and repair go hand in hand. I mean, there's a tremendous overlap. Uh, so when you microscopically injure uh, a muscle by overuse, it, it it requires the same cytokines that also would produce in a chronic state an inflammatory state that is not reparative. Yeah. So it it, yeah. it goes overboard. It's mm-hmm. it's not modulated back. Right. And w- why is why is that? Well, well, some of the major modulatory pathways are completely off now what are what are they vitamin d pathway is one of the major immunomodulatory pathways i mean it's a it's a hormone it's not a vitamin so that hormone is responsible to modulate your immune system back to the center it does so not just by acting as an anti-inflammatory it is not it's a it it goes through sets of hundreds of pathways including anti-inflammatory pathways but it also modulates uh, with the renin-angiotensin system that that is the target of COVID. That's why I bring it up. It's a target of setting the system out of its modulatory pathway. So, so for example, you could argue that the cancer rates have really been pretty flat um, despite, you know, treatments and despite everything. The death rates are pretty flat uh, overall uh, for the last 30 years. Well, we, we have better treatments, better surgeries, better chemotherapies, more targeted immunotherapies. We have those, but it hasn't really made a huge dent. I mean, certain, certain ones on a total, totally, the, the total number hasn't changed. And the total number is anticipated in the modeling today is anticipated based on these other factors that modelers put in, like what's the effect of being more inflammatory than we used to be. What's the effect of being more stressed than we used to be? Yeah. What's the What's the effect of a, of a more miserable biome that we currently treat ourselves with? You know. Yeah. What is that yeah. effect? It it it's going to rise by sixty to seventy percent by twenty forty. Wow. So whatever the numbers are, they're going to go up according to you know according to logic and according to the models. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, it sounds to me like we might not know the exact reason, even though there's a cluster of clues as to why it's increasing. But I think that what I'm interested in is how people like me, you know, in our in our young virile ages can actually know. This morning I got up at the Holiday Inn. Last night the front desk called up and said my pee cups were here. And I went downstairs and I gave my first morning void. And I yes. brought that in, which I think has something to do, along with this needle in my arm, with the type of ways that you can detect whether or not a young person or an old person would be getting cancer even before you might see a PET scan or an MRI. This is interesting to me because I haven't even told you this. Uh, Six weeks ago, my dad showed up at my house with gut pain. Hmm. And he has a history. He's Ashkenazi Jewish, which I think has a little history of, of gut issues as well. I even have a princess gut myself. And, um, and, And so... I said, "Oh, all right, Daddy. You know, this, you know everything you're talking about. You know, it sounds like diverticulitis and inflammation, and 
you know, I, uh, I cleaned up his, his diet for that day and I brought him down to my friend who's a naturopath. We gave him vitamin T IV and some ozone. And as I was driving him home, his pain was just getting worse and worse. And I said, dad, something's not right here. I'm going to take you into the ER. So I pulled a UE on the road, took him into the ER. Long story short is via series of scans, um, you know, CT scan, chest X-ray, et cetera. Uh, the nurse came into the room and said, well, Mr. Greenfield, you know, we thought this was diverticulitis or some type of inflammatory pocket in your colon, but it's instead like a pretty massive growth. As a matter of fact, when we met with the physician for a follow-up a few days later after more scanning, they said that it was likely that the size of the growth, this tumor that was blocking nearly his entire digestive tract had been growing for nearly 10 years. And I don't know if that is the case, but Regardless, I uh, went in for emergency surgery uh, because it had progressed to a pretty concerning point. Almost died in the hospital three times with sepsis and surgical complications. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it was very emotional time. Just six days ago, he was discharged from the hospital and he's now at home. But I've been calling up my brothers and saying, well, look, three cousins on our mom's side have died of colon cancer. My grandfather died of colon cancer. Now we know my dad who was adopted. We didn't know his genetic history obviously has some issues right. and, and there's, there's likely issues on his side. We got to get colonoscopies guys. And we, we gotta, we gotta start to do some, some detection and also begin to educate ourselves on the treatment. And so I've been on this, on this journey to learn okay, more and more about why it happens and how we can detect it. And so that, that kind of leads into my next question for you. You know, you got me, you got my, my two brothers and we're sitting here quaking in our boots. Maybe we have something that even a PET scan or an MRI wouldn't be able to pick up. What do you do? What's your screening method? Well, let's just again, take it from the top. Um, there are some factors that we know about. So you've heard, the genetics mediates some percentage of risk, mm-hmm. whether it's cardiovascular or Alzheimer's risks, um, so on. So somewhere in the in the low range, 5%, 10%, something like that. But for colon cancer, there is a specific genomic alteration called Lynch syndrome. These are the, the genes that deal with um, repairing your DNA at night, hmm. mismatched, uh, mismatched genes. So these are the genes that that repair at night. So when they're when the copy is not exactly the same as the original, they they repair that. So there's a group of uh, maybe about ten genes. Uh, so the Lynch syndrome people have an increased risk, and and uh, for colon cancer specifically, all the gut cancers, but mainly colon cancer, um, and that's where you have to be very aggressive in terms of um, colonoscopies much more often. So, and I'll explain mm-hmm. why colonoscopy is the, is the better way to go Okay. Um, for, for them, but also probably f- uh, for the entire population. Although we would all like it to be easier than that. And I'll review all that too. But so, so that's one thing. So let's just assume that only occupies a small portion of people. It's probably, not not your dad because your dad is getting colon cancer at at an age that is standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seventy. Right? Yeah. You know, a, a standard a standard yeah. colon cancer. And then the, the three cousins on my mom's side who are more like forty. So that's the that's yeah. the risk. Yeah. The risk is there uh, on that side of the family, but um, so it, it's been there for a long time. It's enough to obstruct, 
And that's a, not an uncommon scenario because unless you go to the doctor and or, or buy a Guaiac stool test and say that I'm le- leaking a tiny bit of blood microscopically. A Guaiac stool test? No, it's called G-U-A-I-A-C, Guaiac. It's just a stool, okay. it's a stool test for blood. Oh, okay. Um, and microscopic amount of blood. This is not when you, you're seeing blood right. in the toilet. This is when you right. can see it. Right. Uh, typically, someone like your dad may may actually have a, an anemia from that microscopic loss of blood over the years, which he didn't notice, hmm. because ultimately it obstructed him, right? Yeah. Um, and, um, and then by that point, he may be unfortunate enough to have metastatic disease and local disease, certain mm-hmm. local lymph node involvement or metastatic disease. Uh, but the, the, the point is, what do you do when you're 40 and 50 to figure this stuff out in advance? Especially if you don't just want to get a series of colonoscopies every year. No, no, I understand. For yeah. example. Yeah, of course. But but right by right now, even even the trend to younger younger age groups getting colon cancer, just as a, on a national level, to understand that there used to be when the first came out that colonoscopies were only um, paid for by insurance if you were even Certain if you were asym- it was eight it was fifty, and yeah. now it's lower to forty five. Hmm. They're not going to go lower uh, than that because uh, it's going to be prohibitive. Expensive for them, but um, but that not, the screening not enough is, tubes to go around to shove up people's butts, right? I yeah. mean, so so ultimately, even if you're asymptomatic, forty five, you, you mm-hmm. can get your, your your first one, and then not another one for ten years, okay? Unless you find a polyp. If you're in your thirties or anywhere beyond, you got to start eliminating senescent cells in your body. These are the so-called zombie cells that make you feel old before it's time to feel old. They linger in your body after their useful function, hence their name zombie cells, wasting energy and precious nutrition and leading to so many middle-aged symptoms like low energy, brain fog, slow workout recovery, and joint discomfort. But luckily, you can nuke these senescent cells. There are a bunch of different newly discovered plant-derived ingredients that when expertly combined can help to reduce senescent cells And the folks at Neurohacker have cracked the code on putting them all together into a fantastic product called Qualia Senolytic. Qualia Senolytic. Now, this could be one of the biggest aging breakthroughs of the decade based on what we know about senescent cells. It could take years off how old you feel in just months. And you only use it twice a month. Six capsules twice a month. Super simple. I'm actually on my cycle right now. I just took six this morning. I'll take six tomorrow morning. Then I set it and forget it for a month nuking my senescent cells and feeling younger in the process. So if you're sick of feeling old before your time, try, try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash Ben Seno, S-E-N-O, neurohacker.com slash Ben Seno, backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee, and that code Ben Seno will give you an additional 15% off at neurohacker.com forward slash Ben Seno. Well, Thanksgiving is in the air. And cold turkey might be great on sandwiches. I kind of like it warm, a little bit gravy and some mayo. Ooh, yeah. But there is a better way than cold turkey to break a bad habit. And I'm not talking about some weird mind voodoo trick from a light sound stimulating machine that breaks your habit or reading 18 self-improvement books until you finally figure out that you just got to take action. I'm talking about uh, this thing called Fume. Fume. It's a award-winning innovative flavored air device. 
Yes, I said flavored air device. Okay, so instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, it's totally natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, it uses delicious essential oil-based flavors. That's right. Basically, I have one of these in my fanny pack at all times now. I've, I've got the uh, maple black pepper flavor I've been hitting, if you want to call it that. What you do is you, I don't know what the word would be, you suck on it. You, you, you breathe it in. And they've got specific blends in there that help to keep you from other bad habits that you might otherwise be consuming. Sometimes that could be like eating foods. Sometimes it could be using certain products that you'd normally rely on when it comes to, uh, to, to taking a hit on something. You get the idea. It's good instead of bad. It's a habit you're free to enjoy. It comes with this adjustable airflow dial. It's designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, for giving your fingers a lot to do, uh, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. So it tastes amazing. It's like refreshing herbal tea. So if vapor was considered to sticky soda, the fume flavors would compare to like herbal tea, right? So you're giving up a soda habit to sip on tea instead. Same idea. It's not as sweet. It's a lot more natural. It's a very well-weighted device, beautiful real wood, beautiful shape. I actually know the guy that made this thing and uh, he's pretty cool. Very innovative. I'm surprised more people don't know about this. So they have a new design called the Solano. It's beautiful, premium walnut barrel, an onyx coated mouthpiece a little bit of a soft finish. You can see what it looks like too. If, if you're having a hard time wrapping your head around what this looks like and what it does, I'm going to give you the URL because there's, there's certain things when I'm talking about bad habits, believe it or not, that I am and am not allowed to say when I'm talking to you about breaking bad habits. It's pitiful, but I don't want to get canceled. So anyways, here's how you can learn a little bit more about fume. Go to tryfume.com slash Ben, tryfum.com slash Ben. Start the holidays off right with a good habit by going to tryfume.com slash Ben, get their journey pack. They're going to give all my listeners 20% off until December 1st. If you use code Ben to help make starting your good habit that much easier. So tryfume.com, save 20% off the journey pack today until December 1st. You, you could say, listen, I, I'm willing to take a colo guard test, mm -hmm. you know, which is uh, a colo guard test, co colo guards, C-O-L-O-G-U-A-R-D, which is a test. Also, a, a, a test that's based on DNA, mutated DNAs that are found uh, in the colon, for, secreted by oh, colon I think tumors. I've seen this one. Like, is it like a blood test that you send yes. in that has a certain percentage right. rate of being able to pick up right. colon cancer specifically? So that has um, a pretty good positive predictive value. It means if it's positive, it's good. That means you already have it, right? Okay. So it's not preventative at all. It just is maybe maybe you'll catch it earlier. And this is something anybody's doctor could order for them. A call That's guard correct. test. Okay. I, I think you can order it. You may be able to order it soon on your own. It's not like going to be covered at, by insurance. At home test kit type of things. Something like yeah. that, yes. Okay. But, um, the, but you have to be... You have to fulfill very strict criteria. They won't run it if you're below 45. They just oh. won't run it. You can't you even, to, even if you have high genetic risk. No, and, no, know, they won't. And they don't are, want. They don't want you the, huh. if you have high genetic risk for some reason. I don't quite understand all the different odd. things. So you have to be asymptomatic, and you have to be above forty-five, and not have a family history. And huh. so, why they stay away from there, I don't know. Perhaps it's something to do with I. I can't afford to have a, a true, a false negative test. 
in yeah. the population. Okay. And that population really needs to go to colonoscopy. The only the major advantage of colonoscopy, even though you have to be prepared and prepped and then put under anesthesia, of course, is the fact that you're going to find in a higher number of people, not cancer, but you're going to find the precancerous lesions that the that the blood test can never... Can and are never, those called the polyps? The polyps, Okay. Yeah. So... How big are those, by the way? They can... Oh, the, I think when polyps, you, I think about a, like a bunch of mushroom spores when I'm walking through the forest or something like that. But right, I, I so know. you'll pick it up on a colonoscopy if it's about a half a, half a centimeter. A half a centimeter, okay. Yes. All mm-hmm. right. It doesn't have to look like a bulbous mushroom like yeah. you see in a cartoon. Yeah. But um, but in in any case, at that point, it's it's precancerous. It's 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 an adenoma. It's not. It doesn't have dysplasia. And it doesn't have an abnormal cell type in it. But it also sometimes can have a, actually have a carcinoma in situ uh, right there. Hmm. And you just you clip it off. And you're Just done. Snip, but snip. then then you owe yourself another colonoscopy in five years. In five years. And so that's what I'm wondering. Obviously, with what you were talking about earlier with this rate of cancer growth, I mean, you cited a figure of six weeks. You yes. could do a colonoscopy, get a polyps removed or not. If you don't find one, wait five years, and by five years right. have a pretty massive growth. It sounds like the Cologuard test could be one option as a blood-based screening. Right. Is that the best one out there? Probably for colon, yes. The, the, there's the gallery, G A L L E R I test, gallery okay. test. Uh, that um, there's also a blood-based DNA test that can measure um, about 120 different cancers at one time. Again, very strong positive predictive value. That means that if you have a positive result, 99 times out of 100. You you have cancer. Is that the one you were telling me about that you send off to Europe? No, that, that's different. So okay. we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, uh, but it's poor for early stage. So stage one, mm. they only they only can identify forty percent. Okay. Stage two, sixty. Stage three, eighty, and ninety five percent of stage four cancer. So your father would have a positive gallery test, but he obviously knows he has cancer. Yeah, and if he knew about it six weeks earlier, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. Probably not. No. But if he if he was wanting to predict five years ago when he had perhaps had a very early stage disease, it wouldn't be a great test to use. So we send the test off. There, there are multiple German based uh, tests. Looking and by at, the way, is this a blood test that you send? A blood off? test. Yeah. Okay. This you need a doctor for. There's a few German entities. The one we send moved laboratories over to Greece. So we call it the Greek test, the RGCC test. Uh, it actually means something. It's the name of their lab. RGCC is the name of the, the lab, lab in, Greece in Greece that you send these tests off but to. But using German, the German technology that he brought over. So this is a brilliant a German uh, immunology oncologist uh, who who put forward the methodology to 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 look at multiple cancer stem cell receptors on circulating blood okay so and, and and finding it in small numbers is this what you would call a liquid cancer biopsy yeah so this okay. is the liquid biopsy okay. so so there's a liquid biopsy revolution happening in the united states which we'll, which we'll talk hmm. about uh, but this one is the, the the technologies in Europe currently that are approved there but not here 
at this point um, will will show you results when you don't when you have a circulating marker that's abnormal but you can't find the tumor in that location hmm. it's not visible yet yeah yeah so 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 you're catching it truly in an early even way. before for example, what you could potentially example. find in a colonoscopy oh yeah wow yeah okay so so once that polyp turns cancerous and it's more than a millimeter or two millimeters in size it it will leak into the bloodstream and then in the bloodstream it has a life of its own because uh, the the cancer stem cells are immortal and they're immortalized so that they they exist there and they they grow a certain amount but even in low numbers they can be picked up and then you have to you have to track it down sometimes each of the the, the, the different tests the one that we use is can pick up prostate specific breast specific um, squamous cell specific cancer. Oh, so you don't send off the test and say, "Hey, we want to test this for colon cancer." No, we'll just test for it for everything. all of them. So hmm. there's one panel you get hematologic because you know lymphomas and leuke- you know, lymphomas are up and leukemias are up and myeloma is up, and then they 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 run it all. They they run it on everyone, but they have a different panel for the epithelial like cancer for the solid tumors. Okay, and if someone's listening in. How do they even find a doctor who would run a test like that? Do, well, do you just do it like a Google search for this RGCC test? Well, you, you go to their particular website. I mean, and they'll the find, RGCC yeah, yeah. website. Yeah, because they'll. I mean, obviously, we do them uh, a lot, and we do them a, a lot for other doctors because uh, in, in in the Bay Area. But someone still has to come into the clinic. To they do have it, to right? because it, it's a it's a it's a real blood draw. So you have to take yeah. 30, 50, 40, 50 cc's. Is and, that what they did on me this morning? This this blood draw? Uh, no, that was that was filling in everything that I'm going to talk about from okay. now on with okay. regards to to really having a a cancer prevention stack of data. Okay. Okay. Um, but we've already sent your test over there, and it was negative, right? Oh. Didn't we send the RGCC test? I don't know. I, I, think I lose did. track of all the things you do to me. I, yeah, I think, okay. I think we did. Okay, so what are these other tests that you do then, like the ones that you that you drew from my blood today? Well, um, I, I uh, figured that if I let the the clinic grow organically. When we first opened, that we would learn more than if we restricted it. Uh, coming in from immunology and cardiology background, uh, I mean, this never never came close to becoming a cardiovascular risk reduction type of a place um, because it was open to everyone and the, the folks uh, and the inflammatory state sort of was king here for the first ten years. So, it, what's that mean? Open to everyone? I mean. We didn't select patients, patients who, who came through the door, uh, came okay. through the door. And then we noticed that uh, we had to find uh, our solution, best care solutions for cancer care patients. And w- w- they were in two, two different groups, one that was doing traditional chemo and one that had uh, an affinity towards just uh, doing it in an alternative, integrative way. Right. Just, so Apricot kernels and high heat saunas and all that stuff right yeah. right so but 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 there was but there's an over so that so we had this this extraordinary data set from cancer care patients and understood what was associated with that and i'll and i'll talk to that in a minute 
But then we also were interested because of my own age. Uh, I was interested in long, tremendously interested in longevity and its interaction with the immune system. So when you look at cancer prevention, it's wise to look at what the drivers of longevity are because it's it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of it, it's an accelerated form, area under the curve, pushing you in the, into mutational forms. But when you look at it we sort of also forget some of the most basic stuff. So, for example, the single most important piece of information that we'll get from your urine, the early morning urine that you and your wife brought mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. was your urine pH. Your urine pH? Yeah. You can get that from just like a peat test strip, right? No, you can get that for $4 from, yeah. from any Walgreens. But that's a single... One of the most important tests you can use every day. For so, cancer screening, really? Yeah, I'll tell you really? why. So... Um, because you know from your own studies that having a more alkaline urine means that at night you 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 repaired more DNA, you repaired you produce mm-hmm. more, pro, more more reparative proteins. You know you'll recover faster than right. if you're acidic. So a lot most of the people walking the street have urine pH of five or five and a half. They're quite acidic, which is very acidic. Yeah. So that. Is an, that's a pro-cancer environment, period, end of sentence. So the tumor env- microenvironment is acidic. It's also hypoxic. But, right. but that's the information. It's all based we'll, off Warburg's hypothesis. That's right. Cancer growing that's in a hypoxic, right. so, anaerobic, mm, lactic acid-accumulated environment. That's correct. Yeah. So, so, and most doctors don't think about that that's a, that's. That's the most important thing to change, and one of the most important, and, and that's the one that's also been associated with longer life. If you look at the few things that have been documented in the literature that are associated with longevity, early morning pH between six and a half and seven and a half, rather than lower or higher, and hmm. mainly lower, uh, is associated with longer life. Well, okay. so we all just need to get one of those Kangen alkaline water generators, well, right? M- maybe that would work. I, I don't know if it would work because it it, it um, the question is what gives you the effect, and the effect right. is mainly from food, and, yeah. and and from shifting your metabolic system into yeah. a better state. Poor kidney function, mineral right. depletion. There's, there's That's a lot. Right. Of there's a lot there. So there's a lot there. Yeah. yeah. And, and some of us get it back by just simply. Taking a, a a different approach to nutrition, um, but then what 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 are the drivers? What drives longevity that we know about has been proven is vitamin D, hemoglobin A one C for your blood sugar metabolism. We know mm-hmm. that um, from Warburg's days that uh, uh, that tumor cells love glycogen and glucose. So having that under control. Um, so pH, that, hemoglobin A one C, vitamin D. Glucose. These are all things that yeah. you would test. These these are very and basic tests. They're very very basic. Yeah. But look at them as a stack. You have to include whatever you're whatever you're measuring. Most of us have normal renal function and liver function. Okay. But you have to add C-reactive protein. Has been shown to you live longer. And the, the, the that's pretty much about it. That's, that's been that's, that's not documented. an expensive or fancy series no, of tests, that's not, man. No, that's it's, not sexy. No, but I, oh. I think it, it's it's lack it's lacking. Okay, it's lacking um, because we we've identified a much deeper data set that is much 
that is more. Oh, so you go beyond pre- just what, you, what you just told me. Yeah, because okay. the only the only immunological marker there is uh, are you inflammatory or not, and it's one of the more basic ones. I mean, it's just basic. Everyone does a C-reactive protein that has their normal, I don't know, cardiac risk factors done. Um, so you need to go more. So, for example, what does the area under the curve of all the toxicity end up doing? Uh, what what is it doing in everybody? Well, it's affecting everyone's biome, and that's a well. And we have to get into that. But it also affects our innate, natural immune system. The the summation of all the all, all all the pollution, all the chemicals, and so on affects it. So what that means is our surveillance system looking for um, foreignness, looking for foreign proteins, looking for mutations which are foreign is suppressed, okay? Then you add the absolute epidemic of toxic mold, which is also a Mm. suppressant, and then the epidemic of having most people today having a very large viral load over when they were kids. I've also heard in addition to mold and viruses, uh, parasites can also be a contributory factor. Except one interesting thing, having worked in global health for a long time and traveled all over the world, that again, when you look at the association between countries with heavy parasite loads, Mm -hmm. they have a lot of stuff, but they don't have autoimmunity and they don't have cancer. They also eat a lot of hot peppers. Yeah, and they eat eat what they eat. Yeah, Yeah, those Thai ghost peppers, no cancer can survive that. that, That's true. So so when when you add something that measures some measure so it's not the fanciest 100 cytokine panel that you know we can organize here but you you measure something called natural killer cells so the these are the cd8 nk natural killer cells which are labeled cd57 these are what we call here in the office oh just do a cd57 count and everyone okay. knows what we mean so okay. that has a huge range of 60 to 360, so the range is really high, you know, it's very, very broad. But if you're, if you're less than 100, if that's the number that you have and you're less than that, then you have some work to do. And, and that's, to me, the, one, of the, one of the most fundamental reasons I like thymosin alpha-1 as a peptide, because it can move that number up. Now you have a very high it number. It can move the killer cell. The killer cell. So, yeah. so, so one thing I find that's a cute story is someone comes in and is proud to tell me that, you know, everyone is sick in my family. I never get sick. <laughs> I'm just the one who's so strong and never yeah. gets sick. And I tell him, sit him down and I'm saying, that's not good news. It's not good news. It's not good news. No. It means your innate system is asleep. I mean... Get sick once in a while, but could it also I've, mean you have like good vitamin D status and yeah, toxin? Yeah, but then you don't get and, sick very often. But yeah. the last time I got sick was twelve years ago. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, to me because you're in the, you're in you're in everyone else's environment. So you're right. Most people are are getting sick too often. Yeah, and they're innate system. Say, you're making me nervous because I rarely get sick. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I'm saying so. You, yeah. But your number is is really high. My number you of have CD57 natural, CD57, kilo, natural okay. killer cells is really high. And we'll see yeah. what, what uh, your wife says yeah. today. So, um, and that's a, to me, when we, 
when we apply AI to our data set, we'll find, I think that there's a strong likelihood that we'll find that CD57 counts will, will be associated hmm. with longevity. Okay. Um, okay. And you, yeah. you also said thymus and alpha-1 peptide is a well, peptide that can increase is, that? It, yeah. So this is the thymus, um, the thymus communicator. Uh, the thymus is governing our immune systems uh, until we're adolescents, 12, 13, 14 years of age, and then disappears. So it's a peptide, and we, uh, we always have our, we're right here next to the major street with with all the uh, San Francisco trucks. baby, San Francisco baby, we're in a big city. Yeah. Um, so that can move that can move the number up. Um, the way you 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 train your thymus gland is when your mom breastfeeds you with colostrum. That, oh, so yeah. that's I that's love the colostrum. that's the but that's real real I mean, colostrum. That's why my levels are so high because I do colostrum almost every day. But you yeah. know, I, I don't believe that that's the case. But okay. that's because the colostrum that we eat is that we take in as a supplement may may or may not. I don't know. We, okay. we have to see. But um, but that's where it comes from. So thymus can can act on it. But you hmm. you say, well, I want I want to know what my number is, and about nine nine ninety five ninety to ninety five percent of the of the cancer patients have very low cd57 counts have very low natural killer cell counts hmm. and b- the ones that get cured all have them raised up okay over time so they clean up clean up and then so that's the, one reason people go and do like nk killer cell treatments in mexico and things like that sort of it seems like that's yeah. logical i don't know i don't know that anyone's proven that that makes a big difference but that makes sense yeah but that's where what suppresses it mold Hmm. Oral infections, the deep oral infections from okay. root canals, uh, the, the deep sinus infections that are occult, um, and he- heavy metals, all, all of it. You know, mm-hmm. and then you have the the biome consistently being uh, a source of of inflammation. So yeah, so you mean like gastric inflammation? Well, yeah. gas. Yeah, the whole GI system is. We have explosion of SIBO. We have an explosion of dysbiosis. So dysbiosis that's untreated. So you say it's okay. I only pass gas once or twice a day, and I I have my bowel movements every twi- every two days. It's completely unacceptable. Every two days is a long time. Completely unacceptable. I can't hit the Even gym wa- once, it, at once all a day, in the yeah. morning without uh, without so, having a giant dump, so giant ma- toilet filling the, dump. The masters in the in the in the develop, developing world that take care of themselves one hundred percent naturally mm-hmm. uh, and do it. You know, they're, they're pooping every time they eat after every ever after every meal. But I think twice a day is quite normal. But mm-hmm. you know. Again, sometimes yeah. we're even suppressing our, our desire to go to the bathroom because we're too yeah. busy. Yeah, so I'm a two-a-day, 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., like clockwork, baby. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. well, that's, yeah. well, that means your elimination pathway, the, your major, the major one that you're using <clears throat> for toxins, I mean, urinary function is normal in almost in so, much, so, much, so much of the population, but pooping is not, you know, and so you have to regulate that and... So then you have to say, well, what's my what's my detox area under the curve? What do I need to mm-hmm. get out of my system? Well, you have to measure it. I can't yeah. I can't guess what it is. And looking at blood blood tests for heavy metals and all the toxins is 
not appropriate because these are in the deep tissues. You have to provoke them out. Yeah. So a blood test that shows you you're, you're low in lead and mercury is worthless. Yeah. Just worth. Now, if it's positive, it's already elevated. <clears throat> you don't need to. You just need to know the provoked level to see where my baseline is, how long. Then you could predict how long you're going to need to chelate it out. Yeah. But the and the mold takes and the, and to change the subject to back to mold again, it takes time. And the mold is not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. You gotta you gotta take the binders for which you were started on, um, probably for 12 to 18 months to get yeah. it out. But yeah. You know, there, there's a couple of good books, one by Nasha Winters and one by Lee Aaron Connolly, both books about cancer screening. Yes. And much of what you're saying, I've, I've seen some of these same tests in those books. So I'll certainly, in the show notes at bengreenfieldlife.com slash cancer episode. So I'll link to those titles if you, if you guys want to take a look at a comprehensive review of some of these labs in case you weren't uh, writing down notes like I am right now. But I, I guess, you know, it's important beyond testing, I think, to talk a little bit about what you, particularly in your practice, would do. Let's say you, you find a young person who you've uh, found tests positive with one of these cancer screenings or at least shows a lot right. of the signs or even, you know, shows a significant growth on a PET scan or an MRI or a colonoscopy. You know, I mentioned slightly ingest but slightly not you know apricot kernels and ivermectin and monoclonal antibodies and drinking your own pee and you know going off to mexico for the killer t-cells or off to paracelsus in germany for the hyperthermia and and you know and so there's just so many remedies out there that right. it seems like you can't swing a cat so, by the tail without hitting one and then with my dad with what's going on everybody's like coming out of the woodwork your dad needs to do this your dad needs to do that i respect you and and your opinions on these matters. You're very well connected in the medical community. So what's your general approach as far as the things that really seem to move the dial for cancer treatments? So as you know, on, on, on the big picture side, the earlier, better, the earlier, the earlier, the better. So early detection, even with, with nothing about what we're talking about, mm -hmm. when you get, when you get into the system earlier, you know, at stage one versus stage three and four, it's a it's a big it's a big survival difference. Mm -hmm. So, so that's so the, that teaches you. So when you get super early with these liquid biopsies, um, then we have never had a person that's been treated here in the in the twelve years that has had a liquid biopsy that showed circulating tumor cells that has advanced. Really, because of the treatments because, that you're doing, because of the of the laboratory screens, and then fixing what you're. If you're depleted in something fundamental, mm -hmm. then you have to replace it. You have to understand that for some reason you need more magnesium than the person next door. Sometimes you know you have something going on with the vitamin D receptor. You need more vitamin D, and you need to reduce your carb load. To, yeah, to that makes sense. But so many people that. talk about you got to like cut and burn and get it out of the system, the cancer. Well, well, I'm saying, but here you don't, you can't even find the cancer because it's very, very, very early. So you have that five years in order to, yeah, to, yeah. So, so no one's ever progressed, and the great majority of them go to to, to back to zero. Wow. Okay? Um, and and well, one lesson we learned about that was. We used to ask patients to do the test every month, 
It's an expensive test. Do which do, do, test? Do, do, do this RGCC test every month. The RGCC. So they would have. Yeah. They start off with let's say the number was three, and then to two, then to one, then to zero, 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 three. What happened? Oh, hmm. my husband got ill. I went off my routine. Tremendous stress. Oh, and you said they went off their routine. They specifically were going off of the replenishment routine yes. for whatever, vitamin then, D or magnesium then, or anything else you had. And then, and then you go back on the routine, back to zero. Hmm. So you, you have to be aware that, you, you know, cure, cure is, 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 it may take another five years if it, if it was left un, un, untreated in, in some way by you, unadjusted. But, but it could come back. So... So, but that's one group, and that's the best possible group because it doesn't ch- change your life forever, other than making you healthier than you've ever been. Now, if you're stage one, um, that's where we start saying all of this shouldn't be done, or stage one or two, all of this shouldn't be done orally. I mean, you have to replace what you're depleted in. You have to detox. You have to get rid of your, root, you know, the infections in the root canals. Mm-hmm. You have to get the mold out over time. Yeah, it's not an emergency. All the things time. you'd probably want to do, even if you didn't have cancer. Well, that's the point. Yeah. If you want to live longer, it's yeah. the same gig. Yeah, but if you want to end up to be stronger than you've ever been and be alive and know that you're actually cured, you have to go to a to a, to a intravenous chelation. You have to go to IVs mm-hmm. to to replace replenish and get there faster because you don't have an endless amount of time to wait. Yeah. If, if you've found cancer in its later stages, you yeah, use no, those more aggressive approaches. Yeah, but, and st- even with stage three or four, but obviously with stage four, you have a very limited time. because, And it seems to be that the cancers are getting a bit more on the aggressive side. Hmm. So uh, you have less time. And then we have our approach, which uh, takes in the, the, the German biological medicine approach, Mm-hmm. That subsumes it into our thing yeah, here. which I'm so kind we, of familiar with. I don't know if I told you this. I took a whole group of people like three years ago, more than that, on a medical tourism trip to the Swiss clinic in uh, in Switzerland, mm-hmm. of all places. Uh, and it was up in the Alps. They did a lot of these German European biological treatments. I spent four hours in a hyperthermia chamber just to see what it was like. You know, lots of IVs, right. lots of chelation, lots of ozone, yeah. and so these are the type of protocols that you'd have to go. To yes, Europe absolutely. to do? No, no, Most you can do them here. Really? What we don't have, what we don't, um, in this particular clinic, in our clinic, we, we don't, um, we use a surrogate of hyperthermia. When you look at the mechanism of action of hyperthermia, mm-hmm. it, it induces heat shock proteins and, and that, mm-hmm. that it runs a cascade that ultimately ends up to have more oxygen in cells and, and tumor yeah. cells don't have antioxidants. Yeah. So we have, we use the, the, Laser frequencies to get the same to get the same. Oh, so you'll effect. generate heat shock proteins yeah. with lasers. With, with lasers, huh. yeah. So we use that. It's convenient. But other and we use obviously all the same IVs. All of our most of our IVs are are. So you don't have to go to Europe. No, you do don't. You don't have, no no more. Uh, and and the the trouble with going to Europe is very simple, and that is, you can't stay there forever. You know, you, you yeah. want to be able to do it. Ask my close. wife; she'd probably like to closer to, to yeah. home but at the same time your wife's going to go there just to re- do their version of rejuvenation yeah so yeah. that's fine but you can do chelation here of course my organization that i'm president of called acam we brought chelation to the united states 50 years ago 
With chelation basically being a detoxification yes. protocol. Mm-hmm. Any particular strategy for that, for the chelation? Well, when you're chelating orally, you, you, you can only do it for, uh, let's say we start off with three days on the chel- on chelating agents and then 11 days off. And you're, you you're consuming a chelating agent orally that's binding toxins and then you're removing them. And also them binding your minerals. Via urine and stool and sweat. That's right. But they're yeah. also binding your nutrients. You can't run okay. it all the time. Yeah. But intravenously, you do it once a week. Okay. In Germany, you, you, in the cancer protocol, even here, you'd probably end up doing it twice a week. Yeah. Um, and, and, but we have a more immunological-based system here trying to get your own immune system to work on your behalf 24-7 than the Germans do. So yeah. we, we're more focused because of my background in, in that area. Yeah, okay. So we're Got more it. advanced in that particular area, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and hyperthermia is, is also uses the same type of mechanisms, and there are the world's best hyperthermia units uh, probably in Germany, but again, you have to stay there. And, yeah, and this is not a single treatment. You can you can right. go through twenty hyperthermia. And for and, people who don't know, it's way more than just a sauna. Like it's this yeah, pod and just your head yeah. sticking out, and you got a rectal probe in to gauge your temperature, and you're getting extremely hot. Yeah, inducing a full body fever, basically, right? Like well, 100, 105, 106, something yeah, like and that. And then oh, and yeah. and then some of the centers uh, take you so high, which is a reasonable thing if you can tolerate it yeah, under general anesthesia. Yeah. So, but I do want to mention something as another marker that I think is going to end up going onto the longevity uh, list. Really? Which is a very bad marker to have when you have cancer, and that is um, ferritin. Really? So ferritin is a iron store marker. Yeah, iron storage protein. But you know about oxidation and you know about lipid peroxides and Mm -hmm. you've heard that term before but basically our oxidative stress state that we're in produces rust from the iron Mm -hmm. now iron is everywhere hemoglobin uh, cell repair mechanisms all the phosphorylated enzymes that that are working on all the systems that we know are anti-cancer uh, also c- contain iron as part of their molecules, but when you're oxidizing it, it produces um, a food for um, for tumors. So so the ferritin g- starts going up. Is that why red meat can be yeah. a predisposing factor for well, cancer? I, I think that red meat is probably, has been shown in the literature to be predisposing for cancer at, at a relative risk of, let's say, 1.2 to 1, 1.3 to 1. Smoking is higher. Alcohol ingestion is higher. Yeah. Red meat countries, yes. But they don't. Do they break that out between processed crappy no, red no, meat no, and no. McDonald's versus no. like a? I've wondered that before no, because that, right. I think I, I still limit my red meat consumption. I probably have it one or two times a week, and I'm careful with pork chops now, based on your yeah. advice. But I've been doing a lot more fish and poultry to a limited extent just since my father's you know, cancer right. battle. But in, in nowhere in the literature does it suggest that eating less than a pound of meat a week has ever been increased, you know, in terms of cancer risk. Okay, and less than a pound. I mean, that's eating, that's eating, you know, meat from our wholesalers. You know, that's eating the meat you get at at at, at Safeway and and right and Costco. Right. So. Right. Your so average that, processed, grain-fed, yes. high omega-6 meat. That's right. Yeah. So that that's a top 
that that has its own toxicity. So, so I, I don't I don't preclude my patients to to eat meat. At the same time, the ferritin number, unless it's normal, you're you're not going to be cured. You're not going to get cured. You something is still quite off. You need okay. more uh, uh, antioxidants. You need more. A, a better metabolic system overall. Are you familiar at all with the root cause protocol by Morley Robbins, which basically is a copper and mineral based protocol. And part of it is designed to limit the amount of oxidation that takes place in iron and ferritin accumulation. It's called the root cause RCP root cause protocol. You can find it free online. Yes. Well, I think those, those are really good ideas um, to incorporate both for longevity and for um, cancer prevention. But it also has to go on to, I think, the thing you've been talking about recent, more recently, and that's the, the talk about um, being emotionally stressed. Yeah. And when particularly Combined when you have a family, lack of connectivity. Yeah. Right. So all, all those things that we also know have some connectivity with longevity, but at the same time, to today, do you want to talk about what you're doing today? Absolutely, sure. Oh, we can so, talk about anything. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're in fight or flight. Yeah. So you're measuring it uh, on, on and your people, you're coaching with heart rate variability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and most of us are most successful people are running in a sympathetic state, and that's what makes that's part of why why you're successful. But to modulate your parasympathetics up uh, and to be the equivalent of what some of the masters feel are a thousand hours yeah. of meditation in 90 yeah. seconds. Is and I want to I come to my defense real quick. And a yeah. lot of people think I'm driven, hard-charging, high-achieving, sympathetic. Uh, my HRV is Low. extremely, no, high. High, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I actually am not very stressed despite being a driven guy. Mm-hmm. Um, most of my stress factors from brainwave production to HRV to heart rate to body temperature, I tend to have very high readiness scores, but I also do a lot. I do like vagal nerve stimulators and meditation right. and yoga and cold plunges. And I'm every single day paying a lot of attention to nervous system balance. And I, and I believe yeah. you. I, I mean, yeah. I know you well enough to know that that's what yeah. you're saying is true. You could also sense it in somebody um, when, when, they're just out of out of sorts. But, yeah. But the stellate ganglion block that you're going to get today will um, will modulate it even further, and mm. um, we'll we'll see what the subtle effects are. So we know one of the reasons, at minimum, that you, you're going to benefit from it is we know that people, uh, particularly the Navy SEALs, have been studied the most. They get stronger. Their the the their recovery times decrease. Mm-hmm. Um, they're after doing a stellate ganglion yes, nerve block. Yeah, so they yeah. and that and you know they're massively disciplined people mm-hmm. as you are, and they're exercise. They're doing a lot every day and pushing their yeah. sem- themselves to the limits every day. And 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 they they have documented uh, the metabolic effects and the and the efficiency effects of musculoskeletal on the musculoskeletal side. And VO two max goes up and hmm. so on. So you get all those benefits. And some of the world class athletes. Dr. Tierney um, talks about a lot. Uh, they they know to come in for their next stellate block when they've been they've been leading the world in their fields for for a long time, 
And then as they get closer to, as, as someone comes closer to them, then they know it's time to get their next stellate block. And yeah. they, they get pushed further. So, uh, so they're back to being 100 meters ahead. At, yeah, at the, it's like at block the, doping. Yeah. And that, that's just an injection that, that triggers the vagus nerve to right. to rebalance. Right. But it's yeah. uh, it's unsafe when it's done uh, in, in the wrong hands. That's yeah. All I do have to say that I actually have found a great deal of success with what would be considered the baby version of that, which yes. are just these vagal nerve yes, stimulators. Absolutely. I have one called a, uh, a pulsetto that I use. There's another good one called a true vega. But yeah, those are those are fantastic at home devices for for some of this nervous system modulation via the right. vagus nerve. So just for your audience to understand that um, I've chosen a stack of testing that does bi- biomic tests, um, lymphocyte reactivity assays to to 180 or 200 foods to see what you're acting to, heavy metals, uh, immunological studies. They're expensive and. And I think everyone is shocked and surprised by saying, when insurance doesn't come in, it may cost five, six, seven thousand dollars just for the studies. Wow! To finish to do a a job, and of course, the older you are, um, uh, I'm concerned just a little bit more that I don't leave anything unturned. Right. Um, so for you, the first time we saw you, we didn't run every test known. So, right. You know. uh, right. But that's quite expensive, and we, we don't. That that's what it costs. Yeah, uh, to do the right thing, and then serially all, over time, what we'll do is we'll identify a landscape for you and say this is the hierarchy of the things you should worry about. These are the things you should measure two, three times a year, and this is what you're depleted in. This is what you need. Yeah. you know, for now, and then you probably repeat some of those tests, a fraction of those tests, once or twice a year yeah. after yeah. that, um, and th- th- that's an investment that you do again. Once when you're younger, big investment, and then you, you do you repeat yeah. it again five years later, yeah, and so on. Yeah. Well, what I like about this is it's a lot of of pretty simple tests from the get go that you're recommending. Some basic protocols like your gut biome, mold, parasites, viruses, you know, C-reactive protein, hemoglobin A1C, urine pH, vitamin D, glucose. You know, I've got some very helpful notes here. And then, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it's kind of a multimodal approach, especially mm-hmm. if you're concerned about being young, your risk of cancer, and a lot of these preventive strategies. I do recommend for anybody listening that book I just finished that I mentioned, uh, Anti-Cancer Living, which is also the book that talks quite a bit about connectivity. That's fantastic. Uh, like I mentioned, Nasha Winters is another resource that yes. I've delved into quite heavily. She's good. Um, for you, uh, I'll, I'll, of course, link to your your website in the show notes at bengreenfieldlife.com slash cancer episode. But generally someone could just go to Onatara medicine. Yeah. Do you have like a new patient form or something like that? Yes. If people are interested. Yes. Okay. And, um, and ask for, uh, you know, the, that you're interested in the cancer prevention type of stack of things. The cancer prevention stack, the CPS. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Avi, as usual, you're a, you're a wealth of knowledge. I always learn a ton when we sit down and make the mics hot. So okay. thanks once again for coming to the rescue for everybody who's been asking me all these questions about cancer screening and cancer treatments. You're welcome. I appreciate you, man. You're welcome, Ben. All right, folks, I'm Ben Greenfield along with Avi Herskovich from Onatara Medicine signing out from bengreenfieldlife.com forward slash cancer episode. Have an amazing week. Well, this is pretty cool. Just put the finishing touches on a luxury VIP retreat in the Swiss mountains. So you may have seen a little bit of rumblings about this on social media.
but the beautiful Six Senses Retreat, all-inclusive luxury locale in beautiful Crans, Montana, Switzerland, has graciously allowed me to bring a maximum of up to 10 folks, and this could be individuals, couples, families, into a transformative experience there where I'm going to lead breath work, hikes, workouts. You'll get hands-on foraging adventures with nature's freshest ingredients in their cooking class locale there. You're going to get a chance to do amazing spa treatments, a meticulously curated program. You'll get to meet my wife and my sons who will be there. Again, families are welcome. You can bring one or two or three kids. You can make it a couple's retreat. If you want to go solo, you can. There's a limited number of rooms where we're prioritizing couples and families. But again, if you want to get in, this thing is coming up around the corner, April 17th through the 21st, 2024. So it will be all-inclusive. You'll want to fly into Geneva, Switzerland, assuming you want to get into the closest airport. I've already got our flights. Uh, you'll want to mic your calendar for April 17th through the 21st. And here's how to get in. You go to bengreenfieldlife.com slash six senses 24. That's bengreenfieldlife.com slash six senses 24. And again, it's going to be incredible all the way down to like evening sing-alongs and stargazing and yoga and meditation. And again, the spa there is incredible. Six senses is known for having incredible retreats around the world, but this one in Switzerland is supposed to be one of the best. I can't wait. I led a retreat in Portugal last year and people just said it was the most amazing experience of their lives. This one will be just as good, if not better. So go to bengreenfieldlife.com slash six senses 24 and you can get in on this retreat that's coming up right around the corner april 17th through the 21st i hope to see you there want free access to comprehensive show notes my weekly roundup cutting edge research and articles my top recommendations for everything that you need to hack your life and much more visit bengreenfieldlife.com In compliance with the FTC guidelines, please assume the following about links and posts on this site. Most of the links going to products are often affiliate links, of which I receive a small commission from sales of certain items. But the price is the same for you, and sometimes I even get to share a unique and somewhat significant discount with you. In some cases, I might also be an investor in a company I mention. I'm the founder, for example, of Keon LLC, the makers of Keon branded supplements and products, which I talk about quite a bit. Regardless of the relationship, if I post or talk about an affiliate link to a product, it is indeed something I personally use, support, and with full authenticity and transparency, recommend in good conscience. I personally vet each and every product that I talk about. My first priority is providing valuable information and resources to you that help you positively optimize your mind, body, and spirit. And I'll only ever link to products or resources, affiliate or otherwise, that fit within this purpose. So there's your fancy legal disclaimer.